How's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 207, and I sat down with Adrian Gomez. Adrian uh, caught my attention because of a pin he was wearing on his lapel. It said skinhead, and I thought, that's odd. And we began a conversation in the moment about the skinhead music movement, which I didn't know existed, and how it became uh, appropriated by the hate groups that skinheads are more known for today. So I asked him if he would come on the show and talk about uh, what skinhead means to him and about the music movement and all that. And so he did, and it was a really interesting conversation. I think you're going to learn some stuff. I certainly did. Yeah. Two shows I watched on Netflix this week, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. I laughed so hard I was howling. It's very, very funny. Long-form improv, great show. And then the other show, I watched the second season of Afterlife, Ricky Gervais. Oh my gosh, bring Kleenex. It's, it's so, so, so good and heartbreaking and beautiful. It's really a lovely show. Um, definitely brings on the tears, so... Usual stuff, Hey Human Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at SusanRuth.com. HeyHumanPodcast.com is the website for the show. You can email me, Susan, at Hey Human Podcast. And I put links on the links page of the Hey Human Podcast website for you to check out books and, and ideas and things like that that are brought up in every episode. Uh... Thank you for rating and reviewing Hey Human on iTunes. If you have a moment, please go do that or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, for those of you that have donated to help keep Hey Human going, I really appreciate that. The donate button is there on the front page of the website and uh, greatly appreciate it if you you can do that. So, okay, uh, without further ado, let's get into this. Thanks for listening and here we go. Adrian, welcome to Hey Human. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Uh, You and I are in conservatory together at Second City. Yes, yes we are. And uh, the reason why you're here, other than being an interesting person, is (laughs) we were were at some sort of an after thing, after one of our shows or classes or something, and you had a pin on your coat that caught my eye. Which one was it? It It said skinhead. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that's interesting, yeah. especially from a guy that is clearly not white. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. And uh, and you said you started telling me all about the skinhead culture, the one that I'd never heard of, and uh, I thought that would make a really interesting conversation. So yeah. Here we are. Cool. I'm here. I'm here to clear it up for you. Let's start with you though before we dig into that. Okay. Um, where are you from? I was born and raised in uh, Southern California. Lived in East LA my whole life. Uh, I uh, I have my parents are from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Born and raised over there. Immigrated here. They were in a church choir. That's how they met. I got baptized in the same church. That that's so <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a East LA boy. Is it funny to think about our parents? hitting on each other and getting together like being in church choir they're singing and they're like looking at each other like oh it's catching eyes yeah (laughs) it's such a weird thought of humanizing our parents but that's sweet so uh you grew up same same area most yeah yeah actually yeah it's called the city of commerce but uh i like to call it the rich part of east la 
Yeah. <laughs> the part that doesn't like to be called East LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's divided. Yeah, kind of. Uh, do you know where the outlet mall is? I, I don't know East LA very well. I well, mean, I just moved here, so I don't know a lot of places oh, yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's near a very big outlet mall. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Is that where the kids hung out growing up? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> where did you hang out growing up? I would go in Montebello. There's a city in, in Montebello. I would go. I would go to a lot of hidden places where, like, the punkers or the skaters would go and. Were you basically punk rock? Did you skateboard and stuff? I, I never, I never got really good at skating, but yeah, I would, I would talk to them. Or I was, I was mostly with the punk rockers. What drew you to punk rock? Oh man, I love telling this story. Um, <laughs> I was in seventh grade, sitting in my classroom. It was a home ex class, just minding my own business, doing my work, and a, and some guy walks in, sits next to me, and he tells me. Hey, uh, have you ever heard of punk rock? And I told him, no, I've never heard of punk. Uh, just a random person. Just a random person. Okay. <laughs> uh, the punk rock fairy. <laughs> exactly, that's what he was, a punk fairy. <laughs> it's so strange that he came up to me. I was and just and he asked you if you were yeah. into it, and was yeah, he, he your age? Yeah, he was my age. He was, he was, I think he was in, in the class with me. I just never talked to him. I, I didn't really talk to anybody in seventh grade. I was a very reserved person. And then he comes up to me, sits next to me, and talk, starts talking to me about it. And at the time, punk to me was whatever I saw on MTV, like Green Day or, or you know, those those big bands. And he said, no, nah, man, that's not punk. So he reaches into his backpack, puts out a CD of a band called The Addicts. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're Addicts with a T or D? With a D. Yeah, okay. With Yeah, The Addicts. And he says, have you heard of these guys? I told him, no, never heard of them. He says, all right, here, you could borrow it. It was a Friday. He said, listen to it over the weekend and uh, and tell me on Monday what you think. I said, well, all right, cool, man. Thank you. And he said, but before you do anything, listen to track number seven first. Listen to number seven and then listen to all the rest of them. I said, okay, I'll do that. So it was, and then, whatever, I, the weekend came. I think it was like a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. I don't remember. And I put it on. I put on track number seven. It was it was a, a very famous song with with the violin solo in it, and uh, what's the album called? It was the it was a compilation album. Oh okay. It was a compilation album, and <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I put on that the track that he told me, track number seven, and I don't know. I've never I've never really fallen in love before, but I like to describe it as as falling in love. Like my heart dropped, and I was like, wow. This, this is for me. This scene, th this, well, I didn't know there was a scene yet, but, but this music is for me. I love it. And then I heard the rest of the album. I fell in love with it. And then, yeah, and then I started talking to him. And this was around the time when MySpace was really big, right? So I, I followed the addicts on MySpace, and then MySpace said, well, if you like the addicts, check out this band. And it was the Misfits or... Uh, sure, know. that one I know about. Yeah. The Misfits. Yeah. Yeah, so so that that's how I got into into punk rock. Yeah. And then I uh, I started hanging out with him a lot on all the ones from the middle school, and then I got into I went to high school. Did it change, sort of, not, you know, not literally, obviously, but did it change your DNA with the way maybe you dressed or how you thought about the world? And like, talk about that a little oh, bit. Oh God, definitely. Um, because you're what at this time, fourteen-ish, fifteen. Seventh grade. Oh, seventh grade. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is that's, seventh grade. That's what thirteen. Uh, I'm thinking like thirteen. Yeah. 
Man, that's very, very young. Um, <laughs> it's very young. I was... I don't remember how I used to dress before then. I'm guessing just, I don't know, cartoon t-shirts, I'm guessing. But after that, I started uh, buying t-shirts. Well, my parents started buying me t-shirts. They didn't know what they were buying me. It was like, I said, oh, mom, I want that. Like, okay. It was, like, it, was a cool, it was a cool little logo. They liked it. They would buy me the, my t-shirts. And, uh, but I started hanging out with them a lot. What it is is um, out here in L.A., there's a big, big punk scene. It's like all over. It's like in East LA and South Central, even in Hollywood. Um, just, and every weekend, bands come to play like at, at a backyard, like a backyard gig. And that's where I would hang out a lot too on Friday nights, Saturday nights. You know, doing things that teenagers shouldn't be doing. Sure. <laughs> getting into fights, getting into mosh pits, you know, all that stuff. Was that part of the culture then? It was. It was. It was. That. That's how uh, I discovered that it was that there was a culture of punks in, in L.A. Why the fighting part? I don't know. It's, it's just adrenaline, I guess, and people are, or are you know, intoxicated. And was it mostly boys? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, lot of, a lot of guys. But so it's like testosterone, adolescence, angst, the music, yes. like getting your heart pumping, yes, that exactly. combo yes, exactly. <laughs> it turns you into wild animals. <laughs> yes, exactly right. You know, you know what's up. <laughs> But yeah, there of course there were women as well. There were girls too, but not as much as the guys. Yeah, so I would start hanging out there a lot. Um, I'm sure. I mean, there were bad things there. There were alcohol. They were giving alcohol to, to young minors. I was never around that. I was I was too afraid to get caught by my parents. Um, Are you an only child? Do you have? Siblings? No, I have. I have younger siblings. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I mean people would like you know, teenager stuff, rebellious yeah. stuff sure. was going on, mosh pits. But but that's what attracted me was the the mosh pit and and the adrenaline that you get when you're in it. You might get hit in the face or you might just get pushed or. <laughs> the uh, unknown. The unknown, the unknown of the mosh pit. <laughs> it, and that's it, you know I read a lot about different things in uh, the cutting and that they, it makes them feel something in a world that seems numbing to mm, them mm. and uh or you know a host of other reasons there's a control there's a lot of stuff but to me going into a situation where oh i might get hurt i might get a broken bone i might get hit in the face i might you know something insane might happen to me that's somehow triggering the same it seems like it's triggering the same part of the brain it, perhaps it could be i don't know i was never around people who cut themselves or, mm. or anything like that yeah i think that's a little more serious Ew. I don't know. I think it's it's just different. I don't know if one is more serious. I mean, if my kids were jumping into a pit full of people that are beating them up, I think that's also <laughs> I willingly to me. That's it, to me. It's sort of in the same realm. One seems a little bit more intense, I suppose, because a knife is involved. But yeah. But I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to look into that because it feels like sort of the same seeking the feel a uh, feeling. Were you into the words of what you were hearing? Or was it the more the music? I really liked the music because a lot of the words were well. Well, who am I kidding? I, I I liked I liked the taste of alcohol, you know. I still do, um, but a, a lot of those depending on the bands that that you listen to, um, they were about streets, about street life, about how how everything's hard and you ha and you have to fight for it on your own. Um, depending on the area 
of where the band is from, really. Like the the bands from England, the punk bands from England would always talk about work hard, work work, work for yourself. Uh, don't let the man bring you down, or, or or there's nobody that'll help you up. You have yourself, and that's it. In in LA, it was mostly I hate my parents. I uh, the police, the, the police, the police is a big is authority a big figures. Yeah, yeah. A C A B is is what they would always say. A C A B. All cops are bastards. Oh, yeah. It's a that very across-the-board statement. Yeah, it, it is, it is. And and for a while, I would believe all that stuff, you know? That my parents were out to get me. Um, even though they were loving and supporting. Even though they were loving and supporting. like It is, to see, right there, to me, is the most interesting thread of all of it. Because it is an indoctrination, right? Mm. You're being programmed to have this mindset this ide- ideology mm. and that's fascinating it's 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 put in a nice musical package whatever the music is but that to me is fascinating that you can take a person totally normal kid kind of shy you know whatever gets along with their parents and then suddenly they're like fuck the police fuck my parents yeah fuck society that's fascinating yeah yeah but and I mean, it's, because it's kids don't know the different, you know, they they don't have the yeah. wherewithal yet to have critical thinking. Perhaps I mean they do on some level. Obviously, they're not morons, but but they haven't reached that level. Like as you were saying, now you know, stepping one step out as an adult and realizing, oh, I I have obligations. And yeah, have, you know, yeah. it's just fast. That, yeah. that stuff fascinates me. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not really a bad thing. It's just it's just kids discovering themselves. Totally yeah. self identity, yeah. but it can. I think it can go. It, it can go it, to places. It can go that to are dark places. Yeah. But I think the reason why I got into it wasn't much about my parents. I mean, they would. I always wanted a, a mohawk, a big colorful mohawk, but they never let me get it. You would it. look good in that. I feel. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I always wanted a big colorful mohawk with earrings dangling. But they never let me get it, and I think that that's what angered me. But it wasn't a big deal. What what it was is that I was bullied a lot when I was younger. I was I was bullied a lot. What were you bullied for? I don't know. Just because I was very quiet. I was a quiet kid. I didn't really talk to anybody. I just mind my own business. Which made you different. Yeah. Kids yeah. don't like different. No. It freaks them out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't big. It wasn't a lot of bullying. I was never jumped. I was never like really insulted. I was like, oh man, just picked kid, on. Or- yeah, just picked on. This kid's weird, like you know. That and I think that uh, got me mad a little bit. Sure. And that's what also attracted me to the pits. Well, because you were sort, and I use this <coughs> word all the time. I'm sure that my listeners are like, oh, here she goes again. But you were se- seeking your tribe. Other seeking people. my tribe. I mean, yeah, that's it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's we all are looking for our mirrors, the people that make us feel like we're not crazy or weird or. Mm inside out or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah our tribe it makes sense yeah, yeah. There's, it is like a tribe and how far along into your life did you i mean it's a part of your life now oh, yeah but how deep did you get at that point uh when you were younger now how old are you now i'm, I'm gonna be 27 this summer okay that's, yeah. that's kind of gonna guess yeah yeah um i, I mean I, it made me who i am today really how so well in the punk scene, well, at least in East LA, Montebello, when when where I was around, there was like uh, there were a lot, a lot of a lot of my friends were really into like movies as well, cause the scene comes with really cool movies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, in a very cool particular movie that I never knew about until I was in the scene was um, 
was uh, singing singing in the rain was one of them. Yeah, I'll tell you why singing in the rain was really cool. Everybody just went what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the reason for for that is a, a Clockwork Orange. I, I don't know if you've seen a Clockwork Orange. I love Orange. that movie. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah, there's there's a scene in that movie where the guy is singing singing in the rain. Where yeah, Alex, I remember. Alex, sure. Alex yeah. sings singing in the rain. And it's a pretty intense scene too. It's it's, it's an ugly scene. Yeah, yeah. It gives me chills. Yeah. Yeah, but but that movie is really big in the punk scene because because of the way they dressed they were they acted a lot like like you know like british punks or like uh united like u.s punks um yeah and and that movie attracted me and then i heard the song singing in the rain in it and then and then like, oh man it's a cool song i looked it up i didn't know it was a song by gene kelly i was like whoa this guy this guy this guy rocks this guy could sing and dance and you know that's why i discovered gene kelly and all that and that's why, you know, in the scene, Gene Kelly is important. and But so is the character Alex DeLarge. Two very different characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I think the reason why that movie is important is because of the way they, the way the, the droogs dress, you know. There's a punk. The what? The droogs. The droogs, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, from the movie. The droogs. Clockwork Orange. Yes. Uh, because there's a scene, like, there, there are bands dedicated to that image. Like uh, like the addicts, like I said, um, it, uh, yeah. With the bowler hats. Yeah, the, the bowler hats, the white, the the, the suspenders. suspenders. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen that movie, but yeah. it had an effect. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there are bands like uh, like uh, lower class brats is another one who that that's their image. Yeah, that's why it's important that that film. Well, yeah. it's interesting because again in that movie, the violence against women is pretty prevalent. So it is. in the punk scene, how are women revered? Um, not. They they they're not attacked like that. They're actually very respected. Like um like in the mosh pit, there are rules against women. Like, you know, you, you can't you, you know, obvious rules. Like, don't deck a girl. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Don't deck a girl, or, or don't you know, don't be inappropriate with their touching them and stuff. If you get caught, you'll get you'll get your ass beat. You'll get jumped. You know, if you get caught being rowdy with the girls. Yeah. So the girls are pretty respected. I mean, if they respect themselves, you know, if they're trying to catch catch a fight or something, I'm sure something will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh. So 27 now. This is when you were a kid. What as you came through the genesis of who you are and the music you're into. What bands have stuck with you besides Addicts? Coxfire. <laughs> yeah, Coxfire. Is a, is a is a really good one. Um, Booze and Glory is a newer band, but but they speak a lot of good stuff. Uh, the Oppressed, The Oppressed was a band I would always listen to. Let's see, uh, Lower Class Brands, like I mentioned earlier, that's another one. All these bands, just really, they 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 say stuff like like Coxpar has a song called Because You're Young, and it talks about being you know being a, a young kid, looking for yourself, doing whatever you want. Um, but they also have another song called Tough Guys, which is about a really tough, like, skinhead guy uh, who, who who just needs love. He needs somebody to, to, to love than to love him. Those are the songs that really stuck stuck out to me. When they talk about skinheads, so they they're not talking no. about the kind of skinhead that I thought when I saw the button. No. I went, wait, that doesn't make any sense well, to me. Let's well, talk about that for a sec. Okay, well, what, I'm going to ask you, what's a skinhead? 
in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the idea of a skinhead is uh, someone, uh, the outfit that is punk rock to me, the boots, the black boots, the jeans, the cuff, yep, cuff <laughs> jeans, uh, white t-shirt, probably, uh, and m- kind of muscly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, earrings, tattoos, and uh, anti-Semitic. Uh, anti-black, anti. These are the images I think yeah, of yeah. a skinhead and being somebody that is uh, neo-Nazi type situation. Yeah, and it's it's not your fault. It's, I mean, every every I used to think like that too about skinheads, um, but it, it's just not the. It's not. But that is a skinhead. But that's not the skinhead that you're referring to uh, as a skinhead. Exactly, but we don't even call them skinheads. They're called boneheads in the punk scene and the real skinhead scene. Those guys are not a part of us. They don't, they're not in the scene. They're, they're called boneheads. They, so they appropriated. They, they, they just, these were just guys, guys and women who, who, who liked the tough skinhead image, the original traditional skinhead image. They thought, oh man, those guys are cool and they look tough and they just took it and they stole it and, and they got all the media attention. And that's why all the skinheads are now labeled as a... And as to you, what is a skinhead? Well, okay, a skinhead is... Oh, man, it's, it's really cool. It, so they were... In, it, skinhead originated from England, right? Like I told you in the party. Uh, they come from England. They were, they were... Before, they weren't even called skinheads. They were just called rude boys, which is which is a thing. They were... Okay, so let me back up. Does Rihanna have a song about Rude Boys? I think so, but I don't think it's about the same Rude Boys. I don't know, it could be. I don't mm-hmm. know. Either. Yeah, but you're right. She does have a song called Rude Boy. The, a Rude Boy is basically a, a Jamaican, right? A Jamaican, uh, he dresses really nice. He has uh, he has his, his nice shoes. I don't think he, they wore boots. They had their nice dress shoes, uh, the white shirt and the suspenders. and And the reason why... It was big in England is because they immigrated in like 68, 69 to England and they brought their music, the reggae music and their, their their style with them. And they moved to like the bad parts of uh, of uh, of England. I, like Brixton maybe. Bad because it's poor, but yeah, because poor. it's what they could afford. Yeah, exactly. Immigrants trying to... Yeah. yeah. So, so there were, you know, obvious British whites already living there. And then all of a sudden these Jamaicans come in with all with their music and and their dress and 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 their influence and so the white kids liked it mm. like oh man this is really cool my 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 buddy's Jamaican and he dresses really nice he listens to really cool music reggae music I like it I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna adopt it I'm gonna be with him so the white guys started dressing up like like rude boys but but not not fully, they, not to the full suit. And they, they made it their own. They they got their dad's work boots. Literally, that's what they did. They got their dad's work boots and their dad's like thin suspenders, half inch, half inch suspenders, and they would put on like their button up shirts and just walk around like that, hang out with the Jamaican kids and and with each other and just listen to to reggae music, right? There was a, I can't remember, a club. I think it was called the Roxy out there. I think that's what it was called. In England. In England, in England, in England, yes. Uh, and there was a big a big DJ named Don Letts. Don Letts. Uh, he, so th- this club was like the only like rock and roll club at the time. I think that's what it was, a rock and roll club. And then this guy, Don Letts, a big old Jamaican with dreadlocks and everything, he would... He would play like in between sets. He would play reggae music, 
and the and the white kids would be oh man this is cool this is good stuff they would start dancing like like the black Jamaican kids and that's how that's another way it, inf it was uh, influenced in the culture and then so it was big for a couple years like 69 to like 70 after that it, it died it died down it died down um, I, I'm not sure exactly why it died but it did and then all of a sudden it it, it came back in uh, in like the later 70s it came back but with a like an uglier in the uglier image that 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 you see like uh, the national front over there try started recruiting these young kids because you know they looked tough and and they were still discovering themselves and and at the time there was big uh animosity against uh Pakistani immigrants and and they were like yeah we don't like you know they they would use slurs against the Pakistanis and so the the front came in, saw the rude boys, and took them and got them. Oh uh, yeah, not not necessarily the rude boys because rude boys were, were were black Jamaicans. Oh yeah, these were the white kids that had uh, yeah, adopted yeah. the they ideas. Called, they were called peanuts. The white ones, they were called peanuts at the time. Peanuts. Yeah, peanuts. But it is interesting because when we talked about you and growing up and how what drew you into, you know, you were kind of shy and whatever, and you got drawn into this music, and that's. That's the same thing. It's I think that people who are recruiting for hate groups, they look for the kids that are a little bit on the fringe, right? Mm -hmm. That don't quite fit in. That need someone to love them. Yeah, exactly. I think that's all. That's all it was. And love by someone who's hateful is still love, right? Mm -hmm. So interesting. <clears throat> yeah, that that's that's what ultimately happened. And uh, but at, around the eighties, it came up. In New York, out of all places, it just sprung up. Yeah, it just it just sprung up, but it was. Eighties was a time for things springing up, <laughs> dance things and music things. It was really. A, oh yeah, for sure. Uh. Yeah. The the underground dance culture of the eighties, especially uh, during the AIDS ec epidemic, like people finding again their tribe and and expressing themselves through dance and the gay culture, all that stuff. You know, the Vogue and all that. Um, and even there's that show Pose that, that talks about the dance and and yeah, so fascinating. It, anyway, it was. Go on, it sorry. was. No, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so in in the eighties, it, it came up too in New York City, but you know, it was the bad image again. It was the 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 skinheads that you know about now. So so skinheads started popping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, they got the term skinhead because of the media. You know these because guys, they had shaved heads. Yes, exactly. They got shaved heads to rebel against the norm of the long hair. You know, and also because going back to the seventies, the hippie movement, they were not very good with hippies, mm. so they didn't want to associate. So they would also shave their heads for that reason. Now, meanwhile, while that's happening, so while this anti group is forming, that is opposite from what you say your the skinheads that you understood. Mm. Um, what's happening there so the people that aren't part of that movement are seeing this happen yeah the the, the traditional skinheads I mean they're getting kind of they're getting kind of upset like they're they're, they're staining our beautiful our beautiful name because the skinhead means dress well you know polish your boots your boots are everything keep them polished and clean uh, listen to great reggae music yeah your shoes look very shiny <laughs> thank you uh, they, they need a little polish but yeah yeah, that that was the thing. Dress well, be cl clean cut, clean shaven, um, 
being being a skinhead is it wasn't had nothing to do with fascism and and that's and that's what these kids or adults i guess too were, were upset about so a, a group of of traditional you know non-racist skinheads they, they started a group that's called oh yeah least right here sharp a group called sharp which means skinheads against racial prejudice and they started and 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 the logo is like you know like a little trojan and and the reason why they they, they took that is because they got it from from uh, a reggae company that produced reggae music called trojan right but what they did is they just flipped whatever it was. So, just for those of you listening, uh, Adrian's showing me a... Is this a CD? Yeah. The Trojan Skinhead Reggae Box Set Limited Edition. 50 tracks. Three CDs. The Charmers. The Creations. Sir Harry. King Cannon. Uh, the Soul Rhythms. And those are all black groups, too. Black, really? Black artists. Vincent Foster. And, the, and this... Yeah, the artwork is very um, all-worldly to me. Mm -hmm. You know... The rainbowy kind of green orange well that's that's africa i suppose yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah the, the, yeah interesting yeah so so yeah these guys made up this group called sharp so that the people who knew about skinheads and punks would would see them and say oh okay these guys are not uh, what the media says but but nobody listened nobody listened i mean there was a there was a point in time where this i don't remember this guy's name but it was like late 80s early 90s this guy was advocating really hard to 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 say you know what skinheads are not are not what you guys are are, are saying like they would go on shows like like oprah like th this guy and, and his group of sharps went on oprah and they even went on 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 gerardo that's the name right <laughs> oh, Geraldo. Geraldo oh yeah Geraldo rivera yeah they went on his show and i, I don't know if you know that episode where when Geraldo gets his his nose busted with a chair, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. was that was a, a, an episode dedicated to skinheads. Um, but I, which skinheads? Okay, it was, it was. Uh, I like that episode, but I also don't like it because it 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 it, it, it gives like he he drives it towards the bad skinheads. Were both represented on the show? What what it was is like the panel on the stage was all a bunch of Nazi skinheads, ugly, ah. ugly of them, uh, ugly guys, and and in the audience in the front row were the regular skinheads, the the, the sharp skinheads, the the black skinheads, uh, the rude boy. There was even a rude boy, I think, and a punk rocker. They were all there in the front row, but they didn't really get a, a voice. Of course not, because that is not what sells. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really get a voice too much. They, they got here and there, but not too much. Sure. Yeah, and then what what happened in that fight was one of the one of the the bad skinheads on the stage said a racist anti-Semitic remark, and then and then which which sprung up uh, a black activist who was also on the stage named Roy Ennis. I don't know if you heard of him. He was a black activist at the time named Roy Ennis, and and and. And Roy Ennis got up, started talking, and then the the racist guy was like, "Hey, sit down, calm down." He was he was getting panicked, and then and then that's when the fight happened. Mm. That's when the fight happened, and then Geraldo got his nose busted. Geraldo got his nose busted. <laughs> so he threw a chair at him. Yeah, that that episode was um made the skinhead image worse. Mm, I imagine that was it, that the eighties. I think it was 90s. no. I think it was in the nineties, like like a, like a year or two before I was born. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah the so the the media has always been uh, 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 the person to blame you know. <laughs> for pretty much <laughs> yeah for, for, which for is this. ironic because this is technically media but yeah I get it <laughs> I get it totally <laughs> what are these other books you brought oh let's check them out this one here the first one is it okay if I see the, the title of the books absolutely okay no, the only you at so he's saying that because he asked if he could play music and unless he wrote it. There are there are very particular laws about yeah. playing other people's music yeah. in on platforms. Oh, okay. So this is what. However, when we're done and and all that, I would love if you would email me a list uh -huh. of uh, music and things that I can put on the links page so that people can go and listen okay. if they want to and check out books and all that stuff. So okay, great. So the first book I, I brought here is called Black by Design. It's wow, a, that's a cool looking person. Oh man, she's cool. Her name is Pauline Black. Her name is Pauline Black. She's a uh, half black, half white. Um, and she's from the band The Selector. Yes, yes. She's from the band called The Selector, one of my all-time favorite bands. The Selector. She's a singer. She's they're they're a band from from England. Uh, they so I totally skipped this, but there there were waves of skinhead. The first wave was the one I talked about with the Jamaicans. Then it died, and then the second wave was was, was hers. Was hers. <laughs> It's called uh, Two Tone. I don't know if you've heard of Two Tone. It's a lot of a lot of ska music. I know of Two Tone Records, but I don't uh, know. Oh uh, yeah, it's similar. Yes, um, it's a lot of ska music. So it was just a a, combin a combination of because. Uh, but by this time, punk had already existed with the Sex Pistols and and Television and, and all those punk bands. So it was a combination of, of punk with reggae, mm -hmm. which which was which was Two Tone. And she was one of the pioneers. Her band, The Selector, also um, The Specials. The Specials. The speci I have a couple of Specials albums. Yes, The yeah, Specials I are. Love the Specials. You know those guys. Uh, you that know, was big when I was in high school. Like, everybody loved The Specials. Oh, they're we such a great band. We all had Specials such records. A good, actually, I've seen we them. We get stoned and listen to them. It's <laughs> oh, the best, oh, man. But yeah, I bet you didn't know that these guys were part of a, a big skinhead culture. A big. I just thought they were, punk, you know, a, an offshoot of reggae punk. We just called it. I grew up in Seattle. We called it reggae punk. <laughs> Essentially what it is yeah that's just yeah but the british version yeah so yeah the selector uh the specials uh, the english beat oh yeah i love the english beat yeah, the english beat they're another one there's a lot more and, uh, i can't remember right now and i'm sorry to them no it's okay but uh when you think of it email me and i'll put it on yeah the list. yeah there's yeah but but these guys are pioneers of, of the music of the two-tone music yeah of the skinhead music and and what they represented was unity unity with blacks and whites that's why the ska logo or, or if we, if you look up ska ska you'll you'll find like like checkerboard black and white that meant unity with the blacks and the whites in the skinhead scene so yeah that was the second wave of it and and she represents it and she talks about in her book she she writes about uh how how, how she got into it um how how she, you know she she had a bad childhood cuz she was you know adopted and 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 she writes how, how the skinhead culture was just very attractive to her mm -hmm. but I but she also writes or talks about how of what happened she talks more about the scene in England and, and what happened to it and it's a cool read a really fun read I recommend it another book I have is a is a fictional fictional book written by Richard Allen it's just titled skinhead and this one is a fictional book about a guy named uh, Joe Hawkins, and uh, in it, I think uh, the the character is a uh, 
is a skinhead that that you're familiar with. He's very, he's very aggressive. He's the hateful kind. Yeah, very aggressive, very, very you know, lost. How I would say it. It's still a fun read too. It's called Skinhead by Richard Allen, and he has other books too called Suedehead, called I think Skinhead Girls. So he just writes about it. And the last book I brought is called. It's okay. I'll get them. There. Yeah, I'll get them there. This one's this one's more like a like a picture book. Oh, wow. It's just called Skinhead by Nick Knight, and and this dude he was a photographer, but he was also in the skinhead scene. The, the which one? The, oh, okay. Yeah, the photographer of all those pictures. So, so th those are all his buddies and, you know, yeah. at the time. These are all primary sources. Oh, I love that it has it, the clothes. It ha yeah. What you're supposed to wear well, and the And style. how to wear it. Look, look how fashionable and beautiful these, these, these men and women were. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, Jude Law, the way Jude Law dresses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's very English, isn't it? It is. It's very British. And their tattoos, I could talk about tattoos and, and what they How mean, interesting. too. interesting. But this, so is this book representative of oh, the, 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 the traditional The traditional culture, yeah. The, yeah. the ones that have nothing love to do. Love the outfits. Do. Oh, I know, they're beautiful, man. Yeah, I really love cool. So uh, after the... Third the, wave? Yeah, the third wave, which is the racist kind, the one that, that I talked about. Uh, the traditionals, you know, like I said, they were getting kind of upset, kind of angry. So they started... Uh, along with the sharp logo they started getting tattoos that represented i'm not with them so what it was was like um it was a, a skinhead a skinhead guy on a crucifix L yeah on a crucifix it, the the tattoo is called the crucified skinhead it represents crucified by society and by uh the media like trying to say i'm not i'm not a racist skinhead you guys are crucifying us just come but talk you don't to have us. that tattoo i don't because i was I was never, I, I never considered myself a skinhead, um, but I love the scene. I love the girls in it, the guys in it, so yeah. I, I know a lot about it. But I, I never got the tattoos. I, I, I had my hair shaved for a bit, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. And I got the boots and the suspenders, but I never really hung out with a, with like a group, like a family of skinheads or anything Yeah, because like you have boots, you've got the jeans that are rolled up, you've got the skinny suspenders. I even got a t-shirt that says skinhead. I mean... But Do you, have you found as you're moving around, like I did, and said, hey, what's that about? Sometimes people don't ask questions first. Sometimes people get aggressive first. So have you experienced anyone being that way? Challenging uh, you and your skinheadness? Um, not really. I've never really had a fight f f for it, but I've definitely been called out, been asked, why are you wearing that? And, and I had to explain and stuff. Do people listen? If they, they, they definitely hear me, but I don't know if they'll listen. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know if, if it says. Yeah. Like in, in Santa Monica, there was this one time I was walking on Santa Monica and an old guy walks up to me and says, he, he tells me, why, why are you dressed like that? Why, why does your shirt say skinhead on it? Uh, do you know what that means? Like he was getting very. Agitated? Agitated. Understandably. Very sure. agitated. And I was trying to explain and, and he wouldn't hear me. So I, was, mm. I, just, I just walked away. Yeah. 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 Probably the best thing you could yeah, do. Yeah, it, it happens. If it people happens. aren't willing to listen, then... They're not. Yeah, it's not much you can do about that. Where do you see the music heading? I don't... Well, this is... I don't know. Do you think it's going to... Do you think it's going to become more its own vehicle to push out the negative stereotype? I, I think the skinhead music is going to stay where, where it's been. It's going to stay with reggae. 
because that's a big part of it. It's going to stay, I mean, and it's going to stay in the ska. I don't think anything new is going to come out of it because that's, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it's just going to stay where it is. It's a staple in time in the fashion. But there is a new band, though, called uh, The Interrupters. They're, they're pretty new. They were discovered by uh, the, the singer of Rancid. I don't know if you know the band Rancid. I do. Yeah. I'm a pretty hip kitty. <laughs> nice. I can tell. Yeah. So, yeah, he, 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 he created this band called uh, The Interrupters. That's the newest one. Hopefully, it, I don't know, starts up again. Do, do a lot of new bands come up, or is it more of a old school? Well, I mean, re recently, I mean, in the 90s, there were a lot of, definitely a lot of bands influenced by... But 90s is 20 years ago, I though. I know. I know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the latest I could think of. Bands yeah. in the 90s, like Operation Ivy or, or Rancid, basically the same band. Uh, Ivy, Rancid, even Green Day, some parts, Blink-182. All those bands were definitely influenced by the skinhead. Sure. Scott, by the pop. So. Yeah. Shoving it into the pop canon. Yeah. Yeah, to sell records and things. But yeah. Do you still go to shows much? I don't go to backyard shows because it's a bunch of teenagers. But yeah, I go to concerts all the time. Do you get in the mosh pit? I get in the pit. What's that like? The mosh pit. Oh, it's so fun. Why is it fun? It looks terrifying. It looks scary, <laughs> but it's fun. But... It's a challenge getting to it because you know the entrance. Usually, the entrance of venues are all the way in the back, and 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 the mosh pits are in the front, right close to the stage. So you have to fight, like shove and push your way towards the front, because there, there are people just standing there, like reserving their little area. It's like, oh, I got a good spot. I'm not gonna move. So you gotta push around these guys. Mm, so as soon as you find your way to the front, like there's a circle of people like the 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 people that form the wall of the mosh pit and you could be in that wall if you want like just shove like if they get close to you just push them out of the way out of your way that that that's always fun pushing people or if you really want to feel the adrenaline rush you just have somebody push you in or you just go in yourself and just start you know or jump up and over i guess jump up and over I mean, if you're on the stage, sure, jump, jump, oh. and jump into the mosh pit. I guess people do that, but no, you just push your way into the pit, and as soon as you step in there, the because the, the the circle's going in one direction. There aren't people going all over the place. It's all, it's all in one direction. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all in one direction, and and if you so get people are turning while they're it's yeah yeah. Are so, they dancing or is it just movement? Is it well depending if it's like. If it's ska, I mean, yeah, people are dancing to like a ska beat, like yeah, like skanking. But in a. But in in a circle, it's, it's I don't know. Fascinating. It's, I know, I know. But if it's just punk rock, or like even metal, even metalheads do this too. Uh, you just push yourself in, and the guy who the guy who's closest to you in the circle or or girl, just they just push you into the circle like to to part of the formation. And so now you're part of the uh, part of the circle. I've seen people jump up into each other though. Is that part of it too? Or what do you mean jump well, up? Well, the videos I've seen, you know, uh, yeah, mosh I, pits, yeah, sort of jump leaping up and into almost like ramming bulls or or bucks that are being seasoned, you know? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's a part of it too. But it depends on the on the band on stage too. The more hardcore the band, the more hardcore the pit. Have you been injured ever? Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you just opened a memory that I had forgot. But yeah, I have. What happened? I was at a social distortion concert. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you. I'm, I know you know about them. 
social D. Social, yeah. I was in a social D concert. How old was I? I must have been like 19. It was at the, at the House of Blues in Valet when it was still here. Uh, I was in the pit. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's what happened. There was no mosh pit. Me being myself, I started the mosh pit. I started pogo dancing, jumping up and down, bumping into people. And so I, I, I made the pit happen. But I got tired, whatever. <laughs> so, so I moved my way to the front because I wanted to see Mike Ness do his stuff on the guitar. And then some big, big, big fat guy comes up to me. He puts his arm around my neck, you know, drags me into the mosh pit. He loses his balance, so he brings me down with him. I fall on the floor, but but he he falls on top of me, and his knee lands on my on my chest, and that took the wind that knocked the wind out of me. As soon as I got up, I was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Like I I use uglier words. Like, hey, wh what's up? I, I put up, you know, my your dukes, my dukes to fight this guy, <laughs> and then my friend. I don't know if he was there. <laughs> he just comes up to me and he's no man, it's not worth it, it's not worth it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And he pushed me, he pulled me away. But I don't know, I was ready to to fight this this dude who knocked the wind out of me. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> my heart's beating faster right now. <laughs> are a lot of your friends into the same stuff you are? My my friends now? No, not so much. But my friends in high school, yeah. Yeah. Do y'all get together and go to concerts together? Yeah, we yeah. would. Uh, yeah, we would. Sometimes we would take the train, or or uh, or some, one of our parents would take us. Yeah, but I don't do that too much with them anymore. Mm. I I talked to one one guy from, from the scene. I still talk to him from high school. Yeah. So we go out every once in a while. As you get older, and. The things that people expect of someone who's getting older in just society and such. Do you think you'll, this will still be a part of your life as you age? De definitely. I mean, still getting in the mosh pit at 50, that kind of thing. I mean, do you see older guys and girls out there doing it? Not really. I mean, I don't know. It depends on the person, I guess. Yeah, that's It all fair. depends on the person. If, sure. If he or she is willing to get in a mosh pit at 50, go for it. Take your vitamins, get in there, do go your yoga. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't really see many. Uh, every once in a while, yeah, sure. Do you have any shows coming up that you're going to? Uh, yeah, next Sunday uh, I'm gonna go see TSOL, uh, in in Long Beach. They're, I think it stands for True Sounds of Liberty. Um, they're gonna play in Long Beach. I'm gonna go catch them. But there's a you big in the mosh pit. If there's one, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll get in. I'll film sure. it and send it to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's this big one big cool one in las vegas <laughs> called um punk rock bowling it's a festival like a three-day festival i think it's on memorial day week i don't remember on which weekend exactly but it's a three-day festival saturday through monday and it's just non-stop punk bands from england mostly from england and from america and a, a different the, the the blending ska punk too and yeah this, yeah everything, everything. There, there there's ska bands there's there's regular punk bands. There's oi bands. I mean, what's an oi band? Oi, oh oi. Okay, I'll tell you about oi. But uh, yeah, there's that concert is gonna be really you going? fun. Uh, oh yeah, yeah you're I'm going. going. Vegas. I'm going. I need to start seeing Vegas, up for the hotel. baby. Oh yes, Vegas. But yeah, oi. Let's talk about oi. Um, oi is also part of the of the skinhead culture, but it's more hardcore. It's it's more. I don't know street. I mean, I don't know that. That's that's the music that I like most. Is oi, just oi. That's all it is. 
and it, it started in England with you know the Cockney Rejects, Champ 69, uh, all those guys out there. Um, actually, there's a song called Oi 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 by Cockney Rejects, and I think that song coined the term for, for the genre. Oi, okay, music. yeah, it's just more hardcore, it's more like, like what I was saying earlier. Um, Working class. It, it means working class kids trying. Is that my stomach or your stomach? Well, oh, I don't know. I it's think me. it's mine. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> it's going, rawr, rawr. <laughs> I have a punk rock stomach. You do. Yeah. 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 But but that's what it is. It, it's it's working class kids, men and women, boys mm. and girls, mm -hmm. figuring themselves out. That that's that's what a lot of the lyrics are about. Just fight for yourself. Work hard. Mm hmm. And don't don't let anybody bring you down. I mean, that's a great philosophy. Yeah, that's what a lot of their <laughs> songs are about. But yeah, it is a great I philosophy. Dig it. Have you ever been to Jamaica? No. Oh. No. Is it on the list? Yeah, of course. Of course it's on the list. Now I have to go back and listen to Rude Boy. I have a feeling that's what that song is about. Oh, it's why would she say... Why would she sing about a Rude Boy if she wasn't singing about a Rude Boy? It, well. Yeah. She could just be singing. I feel like I've never paid that close of attention to the lyric on that song. I love her voice, but yeah. I heard the beats of that song or what enticing. You know that that'll be cool if she was because that means that somebody as big as her knows about the culture and. Yeah, I have a feeling we should Google it. Okay. Do you have your phone? Is I it did. on? Did you yeah. turn it off? No, I turned my phone off. Oh, okay, never mind. We'll look it up. I'll look it up later, because okay. and stick it on there, because I am curious. I have a feeling that that's probably yeah. what it is. and and I think Kanye has a song called Black Skinhead. I wonder if that's of course because you know black skinheads exist. I mean, they 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 were started it. Yeah. So I'm wondering. Well, if with Kanye though, it's anybody's guess. He may be talking <laughs> about uh, a black person who is racist. You know what I mean? Who know? Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's not like white people have the market on racism. You mm -hmm. know, everybody gets to be racist. <laughs> yeah. Yay! There's the title of the show. Hope not. <laughs> Here's a better one. Skinhead is a fashion, not fascism. Oh, I that think is that's a good. One. I like that. Okay, more. <laughs> it's more wordy, Adrian. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I'll type it for you if you want. <laughs> this is really fascinating, and I appreciate you bringing your knowledge because I had zero clue. And this is a lot of this music I grew up listening to, like especially the specials, especially specials. <laughs> uh, but I didn't know. I didn't know all of this history existed. It makes sense because music has its roots in so much. Obviously, mm -hmm. the purpose of music is deeply rooted in people's passions and beliefs and struggles and all that stuff. So it certainly makes sense. Uh, thank you. How can mm -hmm. people, if they have a question for you, do you want them to email me or do you want them to email you? Uh, you could email me, sure. What's your email? It's 93adrian.gomez at gmail. Got it. Yeah. And I can put a link on Hey Human Podcast because, you know, people might want to get references or know yeah. about things or yeah. maybe they feel like, why am I the only person that likes this and there's nobody like me? It's just mm -hmm. nice to feel connected. Yeah, you know? but there's a, a great documentary on YouTube. What uh, is it? I don't know the exact title, but all they have to look up is Skinhead Don Letts and you'll find it's like the first one there okay the dj i told you about yeah. describes the whole culture very well very beautifully great i'll put a link to that on yeah. on heyhumanpodcast.com as well on the links page uh yeah i mean out here in, in in los angeles there was a there was a skinhead culture they would call themselves unity and they're the ones who i don't know, I, I like to say they were the ones who 
who who got rid of the Nazis out here. You know, they would fight them off, fight them off, and 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 tell them to get out. I mean, so so there there is gonna be gangs of it, whether they're good or bad. Just, they still act like gangs, you know. I mean, th that that's there in L.A. And in England, there are, I'm sure there are more, you know. <laughs> it's just more part of, of it. which more, 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 more. It's more united out there, you know. The the the, the, the positive skinhead. Both both positive oh. and 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 the negative. And fascism. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're more united. Well, fascism is certainly on the rise. Yeah, know, I mean, with the NF out there, National Front. Yeah, I mean, there's factions everywhere. Are you a part of the LA? No, I'm not part of any. You're just a lone wolf. I'm, I'm just myself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because if if I associate myself, then I would have to hang out with them, and I don't have time to hang out with people. I know, right? <laughs> That's how I feel. I don't have time to hang out with people. <laughs> well, thank you. I oh, really yeah. I appreciate your time, and uh, it's very interesting stuff. And I'm very glad cool. you uh, reference books and things. Oh yeah. I think people, you know, historically it speaking, exists. there's a lot of information. So there, there is. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, you're Adrian. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks, everybody. Bye.